Microphone check, one, two. Who is this? Roskino Sparks. Episode 48. Le Rojo Show. And um, we still fighting a good fight. <coughs> um, casualties have been uh, accumulated. <laughs> With no fucks given. Um... Really interesting week in terms of politics, in terms of the the quality of discourse and conversation around the recent developments um, in our fine nation. I have a list of topics here. Uh, Some of them have to do with the elephants in the room. Some of them are an attempt to bring some humor to what is easily a humorless situation and conversation, and some of them are a bit of both. I'd like to start out here because I'd like to get my um, uh, somewhat controversial view and thoughts out of the way first I'd rather try to uh, lose you early and try to get you back rather than get you through a whole podcast and then drop some shit on you at the end that's just me personally I just want to root out the the non-believers just out the gate if that's okay Um, I'd like to talk about a point and again this is episode 48 of the podcast I'll give you a bit of a road map um, I have some thoughts about cops being innately racist. Um, I have some thoughts on Chicago being a microcosm of the world. I'd like to address the NBA uh, the statements by the NBA players at the ESPYs. I want to talk about J-Lo tweeting All Lives Matter. Um, VH1 Hip Hop Honors. Old Girl from Orange is the New Black. So on and so forth. But as I was saying, um, in regards to how I want to kick this off, um, we must remember, and and I I could go back to the KKK, and I could make an easy case, um, you know, especially in the South, of how police officers... on how police officers have a, um, are, are not only innately racist, and I'm not talking about individual police officers, I'm talking about the, the fraternal order of police, because they have a direct lineage to the Ku Klux Klan. But even if you didn't take it that far, even if you just took it back to the civil rights movement, um... The police, in in many ways, I mean, it's not hard to find photos of the police hosing down black people. It's not hard to find pictures of the police, um, you know, holding the dogs and threatening and, and, and putting dogs, sicking dogs on black people, beating them with their clubs, simply for existing, simply for being in a an establishment, simply for being in a place. 
So to say that, I mean, and, and then for there to, you know, okay, I didn't want to take it back there, but if you took it from the Ku Klux Klan, okay, so Ku Klux Klan originally was, um, were bounty hunters. They were groups of bounty hunters. Once slavery was abolished, they kind of just went into real KKK form and just started kind of terrorizing black people, terrorizing white people that fucked with black people, kind of like this secret organization. And through that kind of brought on these thoughts of like, I, I really wish I could, I, I really want to like do a more in-depth um, talk about this and like have more information. But just for the sake of this conversation, I don't have all the facts of like who kind of brought the, you know, what we would call more of a uh, more of a traditional neo-Nazi thought to it, uh, more of a white power, um, like that. You know, people people who are neo-Nazis and you know skinheads are almost more respectable or less reprehensible. There we go. They're less reprehensible than people in the KKK because the KKK was really just like. Like, they was just in racist for no reason. Like, we used to keep y'all as slaves, and we're mad that we can't anymore. Um, but a lot of those guys ended up going to the police force. And a lot of those guys raised kids, you know, police officers. That is a very, um, like, family thing. Like, I don't know a lot of police officers that aren't related to other cops that, you know, their father wasn't a cop, their brothers are cops. So they all go into it pretty much with the same thought process and the same views on those areas because not much has changed. The same place where, you know, Grandpa Officer Lanelli went and fucked with black people is the same place that Junior Lanelli is going to go and fuck with black people is the same place that Lanelli III is going to go and fuck with black people. So... The the thought that there isn't, and then you know, once once they came through there, what do we talk? Okay, so then civil rights popped off, and they definitely was not fucking around with civil rights. They were kind of the, they were the truncheon, they were the baton that the government used to keep their thumb on, um, on minority, especially black neighborhoods and people. So there's no way that you can say that, like, the that even if, okay, even if you had an issue with me saying that the police, the, the 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 thought and the the institution of police officers are innately racist, you can't say that they don't have a history of racist behavior that up until not very long ago was accepted. I mean, even after okay, so if you say the civil rights movement went into late '60s, early '70s. Then right after the late 60s and early 70s, that's when they dropped the crack bomb on us and the quote-unquote war, you know, so they dropped the crack bomb on us. So that that kind of fucked everybody up for a minute because even if they did plan to fuck up our people with that shit, I don't think they knew the extent to which it would get. And then shortly after that, you have the whole um, quote-unquote war on drugs, which we're finding out now, you know, through associates of Reagan and uh, members of his cabinet, that the war on drugs was definitely, specifically, t 
tailored and directed towards minorities to break down progress in the communities as a result of the civil rights movement, as a result of um, the sense of love and the sense of respect and family that we had in our communities, thanks to the Black Power Movement. That's the Black Power Movement, not to be confused with any other movements that are going on right now with the first word black in them. I'll get to that later. And then, you know, now they have this, now that shit is hitting the fan, they're acting like all these years they haven't, within themselves, perpetuated a, a, a continual narrative of blacks, or of minorities, specifically blacks, being the enemy and being who we need to target. Thank you. And from that, I would like to say that being a Chicagoan, it is even easier to see the... Because I believe I came to this realization yesterday or or just this thought, you know, this thought just jumps into my head and I'll share share it with you all because that's what the fuck I do here. Um, That Chicago is such a microcosm of... The, of America because in, a, in Chicago you can there are people that are there are homeless people and then there are super 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 rich people and they can live so close to each other and that is how the state that's a lot of how America is um, and that's how the people are so in Chicago, you don't really get the <coughs> you can live two lives because although you may live in one area, there is a the bulk of the business is done in one area and in, in another area. So everyone has to come to where the business is run and everyone has to gravitate towards the money from where they live and where they live may be totally different than where they have to go to make their money see you may uh, it may be comfortable for you to say nigga if you're a white person in Bridgeport but you can't bring that shit downtown where you're working with black people that come from the hood areas of Hyde Park or, you know, fuck it, somebody from Inglewood. So you got to check yourself. But at home, you, ha- you are very comfortable with these racist views. And what's fucking a lot of people up is that social media is... Social media is making you... It's, it's giving you that... Um, that feeling of everyone being together, but you think you can comment on it like you're at home, and you can't. Not if, I mean, not if, I mean, not if you're a racist piece of shit. I mean, and that's that's both ways. There's a lot of black people that say dumbass shit 
um, on Facebook too. Like shit that they should probably keep to their fucking selves. It's a lot of guys that say stupid shit. It's a lot of girls that say stupid shit. Everybody says stupid shit on Facebook. And with the recent um, information that everybody is getting, and with the with the recent events that everybody is digesting and everybody is having comments on and everybody is having feelings and emotions and thoughts about, a lot of people are saying a lot of stupid shit on Facebook. And it's not even stupid. I take that back. I, I immediately retract that statement. A lot of people are being exposed or are exposing parts of themselves that they usually keep at home and it's becoming public and people are like... Uh, People are not happy about it. People are outraged by it. People are having... Well, I don't want to say they're outraged. People are reacting to it. And um, not everybody is able or available or... I, 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 for the sake of this conversation, right now, I'll give people... You know, I'll play, I'll play softy and I'll say that people aren't um, able to communicate themselves on certain topics the way they would want to or as well as others and then you know when they say some shit like all lives matter and then somebody come in and slap them with you know not even not even like and and just cursing out of the window like not even assuming cursing we're just talking about hit them with some facts you know with a little spice on it a little bit of spice a little bit of spice on it they can't handle it they, they can't handle it because they don't know how to respond. They can't handle it because even if they did respond, um, what they feel may be honest or how they honestly may feel might be stupid. And they don't want to, you know, they're recognizing that they may have already um, said some foul shit. And now they're trying to backtrack out of it. You know, there's a lot of that. So, um, back to Chicago being a microcosm of the world, um, you can be from where you are, but when you come to America, you can't act like you are where you're from. And I guess that's what's appealing to Donald Trump, because Donald Trump is making it okay to kind of say whatever you want and be um, brash and he, I guess he would say, like, brutally honest. And I, I'll accept that. I'll accept that he's calling it brutally honest. He's saying what other people are afraid to say. Um, but that doesn't make him a fucking candidate for president. I don't think. But I'm not, I'm not getting into, like, president shit. I'm not on that. At any rate, um, what else are we talking about? Chicago being a microcosm of the world. The NBA statements at the um, ESPYs. So, number one, it was Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. Um, big ups to them um, for making the statement. I, I thought it was good. I mean, it was definitely, it was definitely safe. Um, I guess... D-Wade came in with the We Gotta Stop the Violence and they didn't make it specific if they were talking to like people committing violence or the police. Um, I think it was a, it was a super... Um, you could see they went over that shit with a fine-tooth comb. 
Like, they wasn't going to say nothing that was too far one way or the other. It was very much just a, um, in my mind, and this is my opinion, it was very much just a, we need to say something, we're going to say something. Um, This is what we're all going to say. Now, Carmelo has been on some shit and will probably do some other shit. Um, Because keeping it 1,000, I really question Carmelo Anthony's, like, drive to even continue to play basketball. Like, just keeping it 1,000. He's just getting paid, I guess. I don't know. But, um... It was powerful, and we'll see what they do after this. Like, I, this was good, but I really, 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 really hope that they don't think that this is the only thing that um, this is the only thing that they can do, or this is the this is going to be like the end all be all as far as their involvement in what's going on. Like, I hope, I hope that's what they don't want. I hope they don't think that. But yeah, um, big ups to them. Thank, I mean that was that was great. Um, and they should uh, they should do that whenever they can. Like they shouted out all those other dudes. Um, you know, all of, like the class, or not the classic, but like the um, the influential uh, members of our uh, our culture that kind of was doing this shit in the sixties and seventies. Um, especially as far as, like, the uh, Ali Summit and things like that. But that is not what they're doing. Like, they was they was real smooth and they was real smart for trying to incorporate that and trying to, like, align themselves with that. But that is not what they're doing. So, you know, I'm not at all shitting on them and I'm, I'm not at all trying to bring down what they did or what they said. I'm all in, all in favor of what they said and I'm glad they said it. But um, I, I hope they don't think that's it. And um, I hope they don't think that what they did uh, is equivalent to what um, what the Ali Summit and what Jim Brown and what um, players like that accomplished. But big ups to them. I'm not at all hating. I'm just saying those two things specifically. Um... J-Lo tweets, all lives matter. And then she quickly erased it. J-Lo, baby. J-Lo, Kardashians, Amber Rose, all these white people or non-black people who make their bones off of you know, I, I want to stop using the term cultural appropriation because, like, it's becoming such, like, a thing now. And, like, my vocab is, like, way too, you know, I don't want to brag. <clears throat> but, like, there's a better way to say that. Um, but uh, I, don't, I, can't see, I can't see how they're not saying anything. So, let me get my drink. Hold on. Keep it funky. With the wrong show, the wrong show, we get the wrong show, the wrong one, the wrong show, the wrong one, the wrong show. Oh, oh, oh. Keep it funky with the wrong show. Thursdays, whenever the fuck he uploads it. 
Now back to the program. Right, so <clears throat> J Lo gonna tweet that all lives matter shit. Knowing damn well the best relationship she ever had in her life was with who? The D, the I, the D, the D, the Y, the D, the Y, the D, the D. Check out that um, one of the best shows MTV ever did, which is The Diary. Is that what it was? No, it was... Uh, is that what it was? Was that the show where they followed the um, the stars? You think you know, but you have no idea? This is the... Di- yeah, that's what it is. This is the diary of Jennifer Lopez. Did he walk in that bathroom? She got all happy. They was a cute little couple, man. All lives matter. And then she erased it all fast and shit. Like, we didn't see that. Come on, bruh. Oh, come on, sis. Nobody think that shit. They, um, I saw him going at the Kardashians' head, heads, because we know all they love is black men. They not talking about how black men matter. But I'm not even worried about them fucking black dudes. Like I'm more, I'm like way more worried about like the whole like quote unquote boxer braid phenomenon and how it's being said that like they like. This is like some kind of trend that they started when motherfuckers been getting their hair braided, been losing their jobs for it, been getting looked at sideways for getting their hair braided. Now they do it, and it's like suddenly acceptable. Fuck's out of here, bruh. <clears throat> niggas get called big lips, and niggas get called bubble lip and hot dog lip. We roasted the shit out of Ramon ass in high school for having big ass lips. Now, Kylie Jenner got big ass lips and everybody talking about how fly that shit is. Fuck out of here, bruh. Ramon would have been in shit right now. Shouts out to that nigga. <clears throat> but yeah, man. I'm more worried about that. Like, I can give a fuck about them fucking black dudes. Like... I mean, kudos to anybody that's in an interracial relationship right now, because that shit is, like, that shit is, like, awkward right now. <clears throat> that shit is, like, it was already awkward, but it's, like, super difficult. Like, I have a weird thought about um, interracial relationships, because, like, I really want to have black kids. That doesn't mean I'm totally out on having a relationship with a white girl but I at some point I'm gonna have some all black kids and they just gonna have to accept that shit I don't, I don't, I don't know how this is gonna work <laughs> but um and you know I'm not opposed to having a black wife I'd love to have a black wife I just have a black ass family cause you walking around black as hell especially since they talking about you know like in 20 50 years like everybody's gonna look like um <clears throat> everybody's gonna look like E Everybody's gonna look like uh, the back of those notebooks that we used to have in grade school. You know the spiral notebooks, like all the fronts have different colors, but all the black, the back of them be that like you know that uh, that light skin color, that khaki color, that e color. <laughs> Let me do this. Here. Watch this. Watch this. You know that 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 uh, that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Trey Songs, Fifth Letter, that color. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Two people called me about that shit when he said that shit on the podcast. Please check out the podcast with E, where this nigga just runs himself on like a fucking Hall of Fame of 
light-skinned niggas. He just throws his, throws his name up on the Mount Rushmore of light-skinned niggas. Like, like this nigga passed all, the whole DeBarge family. So he passed all them niggas. He put himself past all the niggas from the 90s. So all them, Christopher Williams, Al B. Shore, all them niggas in, uh, what's the one, what's the one group? I adore me. Y'all niggas know that fucking song. Don't make me spaz out on you niggas right now. <laughs> but yeah, them niggas. So they so as opposed to all of them, I wanna just have like black ass, curly hair, big lip, big nose, super athletic from years of uh, you know, making the strongest slaves fuck each other, sweaty as hell in them little ass wood houses, popping out strong ass babies. That's what I want. Cause you know all you light skinned niggas, you know what that means. That means that y'all was not the fastest runners. Because they was catching y'all asses. Everybody want to be like, it's because my mama was fine. It's because, no, at one point, everybody, at one point, if you go back far enough, it was a dark skinned bitch in your family. Partner, use of the word bitch. I'm sorry, mom. But if you go back far enough, it was a dark skinned lady in your family that couldn't run that fast. Maybe she had a club foot when she was born. Maybe she was cutting some shit and accidentally chopped off one of her toes or some shit. And she had an okay face. And then they was running from the dick. They was running from the white master's dick. And she tripped and fell like in the horror movies. And he got that booty. And then they started popping out the light-skinned ones. And that is how you got that way. In most cases. In a lot of cases. It was, I mean, I'll give you a couple, like, Disney Pocahontas stories where it's like, it was like an okay white dude that just fell in love with this black slave and they just had these light-skinned babies. I'll give you a couple of those. This is a very low percentage. But most of y'all just couldn't run fast enough to get away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, my family, we still dark-skinned. Like, you know, some fighters, baby. Aside from that Jamaican shit we got from my, my dad's side, my, grandf- my grandfather. <laughs> Um, white girls that fuck black guys but don't think black lives matter. Uh, yeah, that's deep. I experienced some of that on my Facebook page. This girl unfriended me because I had to treat her ass. I had to quick treat her ass real quick. Hold on, let me put on my West Coast shit. Hey, cuz, had to quick treat her ass real quick. She wanted her talking brazy. I'm like, Bitch, you don't even know what you're talking about. You a little kid up with this shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know what's going on on the set, really. How you up here with all these opinions, giving all these thoughts and shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be, you know what I'm saying, misogynistic on a motherfucker. Like, you can't have no opinion. But if you're going to have a motherfucking opinion, bitch, like that motherfucker need to be about some shit. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, step your ass to the side, right? Feel me? So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, she posted this cute little article. And I tried to be nice about it real quick. Like, I, try, I just tried to dear summer it. I'm saying just a quick light, light tap. You know what I'm saying? I know you're gonna miss me, cause we go together like Nike Airs and Crips T's. But um, you know, she posted this article. It was uh, this black police officer. I forget where he said he was from, but he was like, you know, black police officer drops knowledge about why Black Lives Matters is dangerous. And I was just like, let me see what this is, cause this is some young white girl from fucking Aurora or any of the surrounding piece of shit towns 
Okay, she don't know shit about black people. She ain't been around no black people for real. <clears throat> she worked with some <clears throat> at a certain retail store that I may or may not have worked with her at. But like, she don't really like intently know no black families, and if they are, they're like somewhat well to do. So, it was an article about some black officer. First off, it was posted on a website called Young Conservatives. So, if we're looking for anything close to uh, unbiased opinion or objective thought, um, you're not going to get it here. But it was a black police officer basically trashing Black Lives Matters, giving all of these statistics about black people um, killing each other and how the police kill more white people than black people in the last two years and blah, 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 blah. And um, I discussed this with some of my cohorts and henchmen. And um, and we came up with the fact that, number one, as far as statistics, like nowadays, like you really can't put numbers. You, you really can't use numbers to back up much of anything because you can find numbers that will support and back up everything. Did I say this is episode 49? So he gets to drop it on these bullshit, um, you know, statistics and, um, you know, he's writing, like he's writing it in this style where he's... Uh, the voice he's giving the voice of Black Lives Matter, and he's making all these statements that you know people that support quote the hashtag Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement. Um, these statements that they would say to these hot button questions and topics right now, and then he's giving these quote unquote facts that in his uh, in his mind or in his opinion are debunking those uh, those comments. I can't uh, find the the. Um, I can't find the article anymore because the moral of this story is that the young lady um, unfriended me on Facebook. So there's that. But um, it was basically to the effect of like, uh, so uh, he was talking about how, like I said, uh, you know, the police going to kill us anyway and we kill each other ourselves. And like that's how he would, like he was writing it in this ignorant voice, and then he'd come back himself with this quote unquote intelligent numbers that, like I said, you can find anywhere. You can find numbers to support any and every um, point of view or thought. Any narrative you can find statistics that will support it and push it forward. So, you know. Uh, you know the cops gonna the cops check us anyway and all this other bullshit. So I just let her like the first thing I said was like this is cute. I was like this is cute. And she was like what's cute about it? So then I had to just kind of like jump in on her. I I didn't even jump in on her. Like I really just like like I really just tapped it. And I was like well I mean first off the website is the Young Conservatives, so I'm not really thinking that there's going to be much of a uh, objective, unbiased, um, nuanced opinion. That's the word I threw in on her that I knew she wouldn't know. Um, and then, um, you know, I let her know that in situations like, um, you know, you got situations like this. 
the stop and frisk shit that was going on in New York where they were targeting black and Latino areas. And, you know, even though they were targeting those areas, they, the success rate was like less than 3%. So all the extra attention and all the extra harassment they were putting, you know, black people through wasn't even worth it because the success rate was, le- like I said, less than 3%. Fuck out of here. What are you doing? So, like I said, like, not only can you find what you need to say, whatever you want, but this is just not like the, um, like, this isn't the forum to have a conversation or to, like, just write different posts about something that, you know, is so skewed. Like, those numbers are crazy. Then he dropped some bullshit-ass statistic about, um, the amount of deaths uh, the amount of homicides by black people compared to all of the uh, <clears throat> all the deaths in the Iraqi war. And, like, this chick, like, she's got, like, family in the military. She's, like, a huge supporter of the troops. And they're just, like, throwing around these, you know, statistics that are totally untrue, totally unbiased. And I, I know I kind of stuck her where it hurt, you know, just a little bit. Because I told her, like, I was surprised that she was she would post something that was just throwing around these, you know, these statistics about, you know, people in, uh, you know, in the, in the armed forces when I know she supports them. And I know they're not counting, you know, all of the, the uh, soldiers that die in drone strikes or the soldiers that come home and commit suicide from PTSD. And I think that might have been what got me unfriended. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm just like, yo, like, this is, I'm sure there's a lot more people that have had this issue. But it was just like, um, you know, the only thing she could have said that was worse than that was, like, Blue Lives Matter. Which, like, anybody that says Blue Lives Matter, like, I'm straight up ready to, like, fuck niggas up. Blue Lives Matter. I'm talking about a bitch. If you get shot in the line of duty and you live, like, you get paid out, like, a gang of money, I think. I don't know why I wanted to say that, but I'm just saying, like, let's fuck out of here, man. Blue lives matter. Nice. Thanks for letting us know that. Um, VH1 Hip Hop Honors. How the fuck did, um... Rich Homie Kwan get picked to do a Biggie verse at all? I have the answers to this. I know how he got picked. Okay, so Biggie Smalls is oh, not Biggie Smalls, young, uh, Big Homie Kwan, Young Homie Kwan, Lil Kwan. What is his name? Rich Homie Kwan. That's his name. Um, Rich Homie Kwan got picked because um, Lil Kim is an attention whore, and Lil Kim wants to do wanted to do something with somebody that's popping and not somebody that would have been the best option. So that's how little rich homie Kwan found his way up there. Um, we all know that was not a good decision. As I've heard other people say, Papoose was there. Papoose would have been a better decision. Um, who else would have been good? Fab would have been good. I mean, I mean, listen, Jay would have been redonk, 
but Jay wasn't going to do it. I've heard some people say Lil C's is going to do it. I don't really know what kind of terms Lil, uh, Lil C's and, and uh, Lil Kim are on. Um, how old is Biggie's son? Like, when is that going to happen? When is somebody going to jump out the box? Because we know he could act. If he could act, he should be able to spit a couple bars. When are we going to get the, the, the Biggie's son spitting some... Um, Spitting some uh, some biggie lyrics. Let's get some of that. To all my ladies in the place, with I I didn't see it. I mean, I heard he had on some Tims and um and uh, Kuji, which I'm looking for right now. I'm looking for a vintage Kuji. Oh my god! Oh my god! But um yeah, that shit is fucking crazy, man. But that's how that shit happened. Like niggas know exactly what happened. He was not the first option. They probably had some good people that they was going to get in there. Um, and then Lil' Kim asked, because she's going to want to do a song with him if they haven't done one already. My friend, Rich Homie Quan. Rich Homie Quan ain't your fucking friend. Rich Homie Quan a snitch on your ass for a fucking a couple lean and a, a, a blunt of gas. Fuck out of here. <clears throat> Um, I heard Tiana Taylor is good, uh, did an awesome job, and it looked like from the pictures and the video I saw, um, she did do an awesome job. She definitely came out there bucket fucking naked, um, killed that shit. And then I've been on a, um, I've been listening to her album Seven lately, so I guess I just got a little bit of uh, Tiana Taylor on her brain. I remember when Tiana Taylor was like the shit, like she was like super bad. Um, but she's okay now. She's okay. Um, she's a little skinny. Little Mama looked a little skinny too. But um, they did an awesome job. Um, Salt and Pepper. Which one is the? I mean, Spinderella is looking better than both of them right now. Okay, she's definitely. She might not have been winning back then, but she's winning now. Spin is killing it. Um, Missy Elliott is always teetering with her health, so she wasn't looking that good. Uh, Salt and Pepper, whichever is the short, light skinned one that was on the song with Kurt Franklin, she's kind of heavy now. Um, Queen Latifah, I really don't look at her because we be looking at the same chicks, I know. And um, Lil Kim, I mean, her face is terrible. So, what can you do with that? But yeah. Otherwise, it sounded like this was like one of the best things that M- uh, that VH1 had done in a long time. So, shouts out to them um, for that. Not me. Um, I saw a girl from Orange Is the New Black. Like they kind of, I guess they don't. Not, they're not sending out like the good ones no more. They kind of sending out the boo boos. Um, the one girl, and I usually like her. Um, but she had on some tr- a trash ass outfit. Like I understand what she was probably trying to do, and I know it's cute for like fat girls to wear like super revealing stuff now. Like everybody's like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! She's so free, that's so whatever." But like, I don't know. Like I think it's a little daring, or it can be a little sexy if like a chick is like slightly to moderately out of place with what she has on but if you just like big as fuck with like some bogus shit on like that's not right like you need to calm down off that I don't know about that bruh 
but I don't know about that. But um, like I've defended some chicks that had on some shit that they probably shouldn't have had on, but like it was like it was like slightly out of place. That shit she had on, where like it was like the total lace outfit, and then she just had on the panties and the bra. It, mm, the picture I saw, it looked pretty bad. Looked pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. But um, yeah, everything else I heard about the uh, hip hop iron shit was raw. Um, looked like Amber Rose might be getting a little fat again. And um, that's okay. Because it's still going to be a bunch of niggas that are cape for her. Because she probably has a a crazy head game. And, like, sex, she's probably got, you know, she obviously got a fat ass. Her body is stupid. Her body is stupid, okay? Even if she got fat, right, she'd still have a stupid, stupid big fat ass probably. Some huge boobs. But if she, if you can keep her in shape, she's got a crazy body. And, um, yes, Amber Rose has a crazy body, but it looks like she's gaining some weight. Um, Bleak filed for bankruptcy. And everybody is. Everybody is quoting all the lines. Everybody is... Whoa, what just happened? Everybody's quoting all the lines. Bleak is taken care of for life. Number one... Everybody has a fucked up understanding of what filing for bankruptcy is, okay? Filing for bankruptcy simply means that you have gotten yourself into a position where you don't make enough to pay for everything you have. You have made an investment that in theory should have covered all of your expenses, but that investment did not go as it should have, and now you're underwater. That is what bankruptcy is for. Bankruptcy don't mean you're broke. This nigga's saying he only got $100 because he gotta make it seem like he doesn't make enough to pay for all all of his expenses. When the, the first person who texted me about Blink, uh, about Bleak uh, going bankrupt, when they first sent me that, the link, I was like, yo, this is a business move. I wouldn't be surprised if Bleak co-signed on some shit for Jay that didn't work out. Because we know, we always talk about the good shit Jay did. We don't talk about the bullshit. Nobody talks about the 4040 Club. Tidal, he has worked hard to keep Tidal in a conversation with um, Apple Music, but Title was not successful when it first came out. The Cadillac, the Jay Z Blue, that was only for one year, I believe. Like he has a lot of investments, true indeed, but he doesn't always stay there. We know how the Def Jam shit went. 
He got paid a lot of money to do a lot of nothing. A lot of nothing, okay? And that's no offense to Jay. One of my my favorite MCs, okay? One of my favorite rappers. But we all know he went up to the Def Jam and did a whole lot of nothing, okay? Whole lot of nothing. And that's from your grandpappy. But, um... Yeah, man. Like, I'm not... I'm not falling for it. A lot of these niggas that be going to jail for tax evasion should have filed for bankruptcy. But they didn't. And they ended up going to the Bing Bong. Ended up going to the Hooskow. The Big House. The Meat Factory. Oz. But yeah, man. Fuck out of here with that shit. Um, what else I got? Um, I don't know. What is this? Episode 48. So we're almost to episode 50. How many weeks are there in a year? Is it 54? 54 weeks in a year? 52? Whichever one it is. I'm almost to a year of episodes. Make some noise for that. Thanks to everybody who listens, all the real homies. I don't know if I've told this story before, but somebody asked me about what, what is a real homie, and I was like, that's what I call my listeners. And then they looked at my SoundCloud, and they was like, that's what you call 50 listeners? You have a nickname for 50 people? I was like, hell yeah, man. Eventually, it's going to be more than 50. If you're not sharing, you're not a fan. And I think people are taking that, uh, that slogan lightly, and I don't really appreciate it. I my word is my motherfucking bond. If you're not sharing, you're not a fan. You need to be telling people about this dopeness, okay? Um, if there has been any issues trying to get the program, okay, if you have an Android phone, SoundCloud is going to get you. That's going to be the best. As soon as I upload something, it's going to let you know. If you have an Apple phone, what you need to do is you need to go to iTunes, look for... The Rojo Show, subscribe to it, and then it'll pop up in that podcast. Um, it'll be a podcast app. It's like purple. And then every time, every every time I post a new one, that's where it'll be. Somebody told me I need to give y'all some instructions on how to get to it. So that's how you do it. I will post the video later, so that there's no confusion. I need everybody to be checking out the Rojo show when you can. Feel me? Um, 47 minutes isn't bad, man. I'm going to try to get some more guests on. There's a couple people I want to talk to. I'm going to get some fly shit in here, though. Um, episode 48 in the books. Thank you so much for listening. As you know, you can hit me up on SoundCloud. You can hit me up on iTunes. You can hit me up on Stitcher. I'm on Facebook under The Rojo Show. ShyRojo1 on Instagram. TheRojoShow at gmail.com. Rojo on Twitter. Just get at your boy, okay? And for real, you already know. If you're not sharing, you're not a fan. Out of my face. <laughs>